up, everyone? Welcome to the third episode of the Global Recon Podcast. Uh, my name is John Hendricks. I'm the show's host, and I'm here with Mike Glover, who is the show's co-host. And recently, since we've been doing the podcast, and even a little before, we've been getting hit up, mostly Mike, but we've been getting contacted by younger guys who are interested in joining uh, special operations units. <clears throat> so they ask questions about the selection process and you know, what can they do to physically prepare and mentally prepare to to join up, uh, get through selection. So th- this is something that Mike has a lot of experience in. Uh, as This is what he's done for his career. So, Mike, can you touch up on, on, on some of these questions? Yeah, absolutely, man. This is this is my pleasure. This is like my forte. I, I, I and, you know, I get in social media. I get hit up a lot and ask questions a lot on how guys and gals now can prepare for special forces or special operations selections. And um, most of that advice, the most of that advice I offer and break down into you know mental and physical training. Um, I, I I started off in the infantry, been to Ranger School, done a lot of the the challenging schools um, in the beginning, and kind of learned from there. Um, but got to a point to where, um, as an as a more mature soldier, uh, had to learn some of the hard lessons that I, I applied, and you know, got broke off in and selection. Um, and as I went through my career, learned more and more um, as I advanced through the ranks. So yeah, it's something that that I always like to uh, to touch on, and uh, it'd be my pleasure to offer any kind of uh, shared experiences and 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 advice. Nice. So, and and you you mean some of the lessons learned were more of like a a, a mental lesson or a, like a way to think about uh, going what you're going through? Is is that what you meant? Yeah, but both both physical and mental lessons learned. Um, I, I like an example for me would be, you know, going into Ranger School. I remember I was eighteen, nineteen years old when I went to Ranger School, and Ranger School is a combat leadership development course. I mean, it's a course designed to test you physically and mentally. Um, you get an average of, uh, I think, about three and a half to four and a half hours per, uh, of sleep per day. You eat one meal a day, and it's a 72-ish day school uh, where you're simulating combat operations um, You know, in, in Fort Benning, Georgia, which is, uh, I call it the wood line, in the mountains of Dahlonega, Georgia, and in the swamps of uh, Eglin Air Force Base in, in Florida. So going into that, you know, I, I have I had a mindset as a young soldier of you know I just need to gut it out, and I wasn't thinking about things like nutrition, or thinking things uh, like calorie conservation or flexibility or or maintaining endurance or you know um, even small things on how to maintain my feet. I figured you know Rangers are hard. Uh, individuals period and you just got to suck it up and drive on which is kind of like the motto so when i went into that situation i just did what i had to do to get through it and i sucked it up and drove on but looking back on that experience i suffered a lot of pain um really uh, that i shouldn't have suffered if i would have been a little bit more educated in going into that that leadership school right so uh and when you say taking care of your feet you mean like for when you're doing ruck marches and that kind of thing right yeah yeah absolutely because you know the the, the first thing that's going to 
break off and deteriorate as your body. I mean, your body easily breaks down just from the, the sheer, um, you know, cycle of school or training that you're going through. And in Ranger School and Special Forces Selection and other selections that I've been to, um, the first thing they do to evaluate you is to put you on your feet, um, to do land navigation, um, to get miles on your body and break you down physically. Um, they do that with a rucksack, we, you know, which we, we basically make fun of and say it's, it kind of it sucks the life out of you. And it literally does because it just depletes you of energy and they break you off by putting you on your feet. Um, one of the things that I recommend, you know, as a word of advice for people who are thinking about going, uh, or trying out for selections or going to ranger school or doing any, any advanced training is to do research on the end state. Like, Hey, what, what is the end state? The end state is to graduate ranger school. Well, if you look at that end state, kind of isolate all the, the learning objectives that, that you're going to go through. Hey, I'm going to be on my feet. I'm going to be carrying a rucksack. I have to run five miles in this time. I have to climb a rope um, and kind of break down those individual tasks and isolate them and train them and, uh, and do a lot of research on um, professional athletes who are doing it, you know, soldiers who are doing it, and, and figure out what works best for, the, for you as an individual. When I, when I, uh, an example for me is when I went to selection, um, you could wear any boot at the time as long as it was a certain color. And I remember thinking, hey, I'll just wear a jungle boot because everybody wears a jungle boot because it's the coolest boot. Jungle boots are cool because they offer a lot of ventilation, but they don't offer a lot of ankle support. So when I went to selection, I mean, I was getting high ankle sprains and uh, low ankle sprains a lot during that training. And it, it, it made me suffer a lot more than I had to if I would have done my research I would have realized in, in that terrain, you need a lot of ankle support. And even though it's a heavier boot um, and a ro- more robust boot, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to save you in the long run. Um, another tip that I got for my feet was you have to obviously condition your feet. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, me and Lynn were watching Naked and Afraid the other night. And I thought about you know being in that survival situation with us owning, the, owning Fieldcraft. Um, it being barefoot and on that show would break me off. I mean, I, I can't imagine. I can I could barely walk in my driveway um, barefoot. I can't imagine walking through terrain with gravel and rocks and roots um, and being on my bare feet. So conditioning your feet prior to going is hugely important. Um, another thing that saved me in selection was uh, body glide. It's kind of like a, it's like petroleum jelly, and it's a, a, a basically it comes in a deodorant stick, but it's something that you apply to your your foot to reduce friction. Now your foot's going to slide in and out, but it's better to have your fi- your your foot sliding in and out of your boot than having friction, which causes blisters, which only exacerbate exacerbate and cause more issues, compounding themselves as you go through the selection process. So. You know, selection, whether it's SF or Ranger, drops a lot of guys because of people with foot problems. And I mean, if you think about it, it if you're not paying attention to your feet and you go into that process thinking, oh, I'm physically fit, I'm a monster in the gym, and then don't even realize that you're going to be on your feet for that long duration, you, you'll, be, you'll quickly realize, you know, after the first blister that compounds itself into something worse, 
um, that it's going to be a, a big issue if you didn't do that research. So I learned a lot of those hard lessons that I, I feel like I could pass on to others. Right, and and that's great information, um, you know, for the guys that's trying to go through. Um, so, Mike, do you have any like any stories or you know a time that you can remember uh, during a selection process or course that you can share with the listeners? Yeah, I do. I do. I have. Uh, I was thinking about the uh, um, some of the the hardest times that I've had had in selections, and to be honest. And this isn't to sound all cocky, you know, selections have broken, broken me off and they've been the most difficult, physically challenging things I've done in my life. But mentally, I went into uh, uh, these courses with a right mindset. And when I mean mindset, I mean like, you know, my mindset is I'm never going to quit. You know, I'm, I would rather die than quit, which is a little melodramatic, but that's my mentality. Um, so quitting was not an option. So my mindset was right. Um I remember when I when I was in pre ranger, um, which is for people who don't know, pre ranger or rip is like the course you go to before you go to ranger school, before you go to regiment, to basically vet you to make sure that you're properly um, prepared to go to ranger regiment or to go to ranger school. Um, in pre ranger, uh, pre ranger is typically harder. Uh, for most people in most organizations than the actual school itself. Um, and I know pre-ranger for me uh, broke me off. But I remember we were doing part of that pre-ranger is you got to do a 12-mile road march. And it's funny, I was just I was just telling Lynn this story when we were hiking the other day. Um, back in the day, and, and I say back in the day, a decade ago, uh, the military used to think that drinking water and John, you'll know this coming from a nutritional and physical fitness background, that drinking water was the way that you solved um, problems uh, when you were having, um, you know, when you were tired or you were lacking energy, it was because you were somehow dehydrated. So when I joined the army, it was, hey, just chug a canteen or a a quart of water, which is a canteen, and and you'll be magically okay. In fact, I remember uh, being in infantry basic training and if you were suffering or if you were hurting, they would stop the entire element and make everybody chug a quart of water. And knowing the research that we've done now, the only thing you're doing is flushing electrolytes. So if you're drinking water and you're just pushing this, this water through you, you're flushing electrolytes, which actually could be counterproductive and actually spiral you down and, and cause a lot of issues um, with dehydration in the first place. So I remember I was doing this 12-mile ruck march. And I, I was so competitive back then and, and such, had such a mindset that I would never quit. And I was just this, you know, rock solid performer. And I just took off running. You know, we had a 45 pound ruck. We had a 12 mile road march. We had, I think the standard at that time was like three hours or something. And I intended to smoke that. So we had about 20 guys that were running with us and I was running and, and ruck running the entire way. And I remember getting about eight miles into it. And I was probably a mile ahead of the number two guy. And, and then, you know, subsequently behind him, you had dozens, a, a dozen or so guys. As we were rucking, um, <laughs> I started to get like the wall started closing in and I started to, to, it started to get dark and I started to get dizzy. So I remember thinking, hey, you know, back to my, you know, infantry basic training days, which was right before that. Hey, just chug some water. So I remember I, I drank 
a canteen of water um and it went through me like instantaneously i remember i drunk it and then instantly i had to use the restroom like i, I pulled off the side of the, of the road and i went to the restroom and it's like my body wasn't absorbing um uh, the water so i started walking and you know my my run started into a walk and then my walk basically started into a step by step like survival um just each step was painful cuz i felt like i was going to pass out and basically i was on the verge of giant you know this this is uh what is it like glyco- glycogen depletion which is like they call it zonking out yeah and it's, yeah. it's you, you kind of get to that point where you kind of black out or you're about to black out yeah so and and you could see you you could see examples of it like uh i know there's uh marathoners and stuff where they zonk out they cramp up they seize up and they wind up passing out or they're like you know they're low crawling across the finish line yeah, yeah so so i had like two miles left and i was the number one guy and then all of a sudden i started walking and that walk turned almost into a crawl and then the number two guy passed me the number three guy passed me and then an hour or so later, the last dude passed me, and I had like a mile left. Well, I remember, so everybody finished, and everybody dropped the ruck and realized that I hadn't finished yet. So all the instructors, that, you know, they, I guess they thought I was a decent performer because I had performed up to that point um, pretty well. They, they turned all those dudes around, and they came back to me, and they walked with me the last mile. And I took one step in front of the other and it took like I barely made the time hack of finishing it. And so the lesson learned is, you know, I went into that thinking, you know, I'm hard. My my mentality, my mental state is hard. I'll never quit. You know, I'll never die. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to drive through. Um, But I hit a wall that I didn't realize existed because I didn't have the proper nutrition in my body. And. Uh, later on in special forces selection, uh, uh, after doing research, research on it, I realized that it's you know your liver um, contains a, a certain amount of sugar which is on board, and you start burning that sugar or that glycogen inside your uh, liver as the first fuel source. Well, if you're not eating sugars and carbohydrates while you're going through that physical endurance process then you start to break down and then you start to burn fat and then and then you start to burn muscle and then you run out of energy and you know I don't know the si- the science exactly behind it or the nomenclature behind it but you know the lesson learned is do your research before you go into these these uh these things uh whether it's asking me or John questions or or hitting the books um you got to do it because i mean that could have easily turned into I mean, honestly, could have turned into me um, um, dying. A lot of people would die from that. Yeah, that's, that's possible. Um, so, you know, for me, I was an 18-year-old kid who thought I was, you know, the hardest man on the, on the planet in the, in the infantry and learned a, a real quick lesson learned that, um, I, you know, I never made that, uh, that same mistake uh, again in my military career. Yeah, and um, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, I'm glad you brought that particular part up. And, and that's something... And just kind of that's kind of like a general a general thing that I, I would like to throw out there to people for people the listeners. Uh, a lot a lot of times people are like you, you know they're dieting or whatever and they're trying to lose weight and uh, and this is like outside of trying to make it into selection, and they're not eating enough um, carbohydrates and not getting enough energy, and like like so for example like a 
you know, someone goes to the gym and then after the gym, they'll have something very small and light. And, and it, it, it's funny you, you brought that up because I actually have a story that's uh, similar in, 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 the, in the end state, not in, in the selection or anything. But so this was a couple of years ago. We were playing basketball in New York City and one of my friends, he, got, he took an elbow to the head and it was a really hot day. You know, there's no shade on the court. And and then afterwards, I had to go and train a couple of people. Uh, so, we're, you know, we're, we're training outside. We're, we're doing our calisthenics thing. And and then out of nowhere, he's like, oh, I feel kind of dizzy. And then he just passed out. And he I caught him before he hit the floor. And, um, and you know, we, we, the ambulance came. And, and all, all he needed was some food because he hadn't eaten from the time that he took that elbow to the head to the time that we were working out in the park. And basically, he passed out. And um, it, it was a good thing that w- there were some people there with him, you know, because had he been alone, who knows what what would have happened. But um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and, and I think that's a very valuable lesson that uh, the listeners should really take into account. And you know, like like Mike said, you know, reach out to us, email, or, or do your research uh, because some, these things are very important. And uh, you know, Mike's background is a. 18-year Army veteran. Uh, my background is uh, I'm one of the founding members of an international calisthenics organization called Bar Stars, which specializes in bodyweight training. And so we do a lot of training, uh, a lot of instructional videos on YouTube. You know, we have over 100 million views on YouTube. And um, I was behind a lot of the, the YouTube videos, whether it was with scripting workouts or filming and editing. So, you know, I, I've spent a lot of years doing this fitness thing, and uh, the, the calisthenics goes hands in hand with the special operations selection or, or any military physical training. So, you know, it's 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 very important. Your nutrition is very important, and um, you know, if if a, if enough people reach out to us after this episode, we'll we'll definitely move further in that direction of giving you guys advice on on fitness and whatnot so mike would you say that so after that happened after that particular instance something like that didn't happen again to you like or in in a different selection or a different school kind of thing yeah you know it's it's crazy that that was a uh 18 year old lesson learned but you know, as I went through, you know, different selections and different schools, um, you, you know, it's a different learning curve. And I, and I did learn a lot more lessons uh, going through selections. Um, I, I would say, you know, generally speaking, just, you know, just to talk about the principle of it, uh, and we can get into more detail later based on the feedback we get, the principles of it are you have to go into these selections with the right mindset, and, and mindset is everything. And, you know, like John did with uh, his, his company he worked with before, um, you know, doing these challenging workouts, whether it's, you know, uh, high-intensity interval training, whether it's these workouts of the day, um, you know, through CrossFit, through military athlete. Um, when me and two were uh, worked for USASOC, me and two from Rona Tactics, we, used, we had this uh, organization called Objective Fit, and we used to basically – do these massive workouts of the day where, you know, we do these Viking style workouts where the objective, the sole objective was to break you off. But 
you learn so much um, about yourself and mindset by doing these physical workouts. Yeah. Um, if 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 you if you do these workouts and you quit during these workouts, um, and you don't have the willpower and the fortitude to continue on through these workouts, then you need to get yourself to a point where you're not quitting, where you're getting to a happy place and you're figuring out how to mentally um, mentally challenge yourself and adapt to these difficult situations. And, and, and that's the core principle. Um, and we could talk, you know, the actual strategies later on, depending on the feedback that we get. Right. And, and just one thing I want to add on to that. Um, and, and this is something that I learned as I've gotten older, because I've, I've had several injuries, a shoulder injury, knee injury. Um, and it, and basically, so when you get that mindset where, you know, you're not going to quit and you're going to finish when you're done versus when you're tired. Um, th- that's what you want. But at the same time, especially for guys who are going to go into a selection, you don't want to hurt yourself before you go in. So, um, you know, yes, you want to push yourself and, and, and you know, make, be hard, you know, but you don't want to injure yourself and then you can't go to selection. You know what I mean? So you you want to try and keep that balance and you want to listen to your body and listening to your body is something that I learned, you know, over years of, of training. And I think that's something that would save a lot of guys. If you, you know, you're, let's say you're hiking and, you know, you got a 60 pound bag on your back and, you know, you're, you, you probably got, you got two miles left for whatever your goal was. And then you start to feel a little tweak in your shoulder or, or your knee starts to burn a little bit, you know, that there's times when you should push through, but then there's times where you should stop. And I'm talking, this is before selection. Once you get to selection, you know, you, you it's go hard or go home. But, uh, you know, this is just something to think about prior to getting there. Yeah, it's real good advice, man. I, I think um, a lot of people, you know, in training, I, I think the, this about tactical training, but if it, it applies to physical fitness training, is that you got to know your own body. And I look at it like, you know, you're looking at a vehicle. It's like you're doing the diagnostic check on your body and you're learning what the strengths and weaknesses of your body are. And like John said, you know, pushing through, you know, uh, shin splints. That's like dudes with shin splints always do this. And my, my soldiers used to do it all the time. Like they would get shin splints and they say, oh, I'm just going to gut it out. I'm like, dude, it, you gut it out and then you, you know, you make the situation worse you're you're useless as an operator to me. You're just going to further injure yourself. So shin splints is one of those things. Hey, if you get it, you have to t- take a step back and then actually um, try to recover and do therapy to get your your shins to where they need to be, and then slowly rebuild them up. It's not something you just gut out. And like John said, there's a time and place for that gut check, but training is is not one of them. You, you train train smart smarter, not harder. Is is is, is the motto. Right, yeah, that that's um, it's funny you say that. That's a a term that we threw around for a while. Um, so yeah, so you know, and 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 this is the first uh, twenty minute segment episode that we've done, and we're kind of experimenting with, uh, you know, how how we're gonna put episodes out. So it's a little bit of an evolution, but um, you know, I, I hope you guys were able to take some valuable information from this, and uh, you know, Mike had some really good uh, information for you guys. 
And you know, like we said before, if 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 we get good feedback from this, and we'll continue to do this and get deeper in, and and give you guys some free information about workouts and, and nutrition and things like that. So, um, uh, Mike, do you have anything you want to close out with? No, I just appreciate the the support that we've gotten so far. Um, I checked the stats today in the podcast today, and I screen captured to put it on social media because I'm I'm so proud of it because uh, John's been been busting his butt on it. Um, but we're ranked number one right now um, on podcast overall, and that's over 200 uh, on iTunes. And I'm just proud of John, and I, I appreciate being part of this um, this uh, podcast. And hopefully, you guys can stay tuned uh, for more. Yeah. So um, I listed in the second episode, the last episode, I told you guys about an email address. If you have any questions regarding the podcast, so once again, that email address is podcast at globalrecon.net and I, like i said before we may not be able to answer all the questions on the show but we'll definitely respond to every email that we get so you know if you have any questions just reach out um and and you can you can contact mike directly on his instagram that's sof survivor soft survivor and you can check out his website which is fieldcraftsurvival.com and you can catch him on facebook at fieldcraft llc and you can find my Instagram as IG Recon and my Facebook is FB Recon and the website is globalrecon.net. And and on the websites and social media, you can reach out to us. And, you know, we always try and make time for people to, uh, especially when we want to help them out. So, you know, this is it for episode number three of the Global Recon podcast. Uh, just echoing what Mike said, you know, we really appreciate the responses that we've been getting for the podcast and it's, it's a little overwhelming and it's really amazing to see, um, you know, how far it's, it's come with just a couple of episodes. And so, you know, we, we really appreciate it and we'll be putting out another episode in a couple of days. So we'll see you guys then. Peace.